Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As systemic and economic challenges continue to impact how we plan for our futures, many have questioned, what will be the innovations and ideas to break new ground in order to make a better tomorrow? At the Walrus Talks It's Happening Now, Sharon Youngweso, founder and CEO of Quake Lab Inc., explains why systemic problems can only be addressed with systemic solutions, and why the capacity to build, design, and implement with equity and justice is one of the most critical skills required in the job market today. Welcome to the conversation piece. Hello, my name is Sharon Yangueso, and I'm the CEO and founder of Quake Lab. So whenever I tell people that I work in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, I get this brilliant combination of a head tilt, a smile, and a knowing nod. I think I saw some just now, amazing. <laughs> the knowledge that about my career makes sense to people not because I am an expert in systems designs and systems thinking, and not because I've been obsessed with history since before I could spell Renaissance, although in fairness, I still cannot spell Renaissance. <laughs> Rather, it makes sense because I am black and because I am a woman. For more than five decades, DEI has been positioned as a social, an ethical, or a moral um, concept that focuses on morally pushing folks towards behavior change. However, what we need to understand is that the circumstances we find ourselves in in this moment, our current challenges, they cannot be addressed by a moral appeal. Systemic problems can only be addressed with systemic solutions. I'm so excited to be witnessing a slow but seismic change in my industry that gets us to focus less on identity as a prerequisite for this work and rather gets us to lean into technical skill. And you know, what makes me excellent at my work, if I'm being humble, um, is my social science approach. So when I do my job, I start by understanding the specific challenge in front of me. Maybe that is pay inequity, maybe it's poor health outcomes, or perhaps it is attrition in product and service use. Then I work my way backwards. I try to understand the foundations of that system. Why was it built? Who was it built for? And what was the specific context in which it was implemented? From there, I tap into primary and, and um, secondary data to get an understanding of how the system is either failing or serving specific demographic groups. And using inductive or deductive knowledge, I try to test, and if I'm lucky, I try to confirm hypotheses I have about the current state of that system. Now, having this groundwork allows me to come to the table with some strong starting point about how we can redesign systems that aren't working for anyone, systems that are a little bit broken. But now here's that slow and seismic shift I talked about earlier. 
My team and I have been advocating for, and we've been privileged enough to witness, accountants, engineers, lawyers, doctors, just the gambit of professionals start to embed equity into the very technical outcomes of their work. Not as a second thought, not because the DEI committee made them, but literally as a technical skill. Let me give you an example. In about 2016, there were about three million healthcare workers in Canada. Around the same time, there were 1.5 and 1.8 million black and indigenous peoples in the country at around the same time. Black people and indigenous people cannot be single-handedly responsible for course-correcting the historical inequities that have given us economic inequality, have given us poor health outcomes, and social unrest. It's more feasible, I would say, if those three million healthcare workers were technically trained to practice equity as a part, as a skill in the actual practice of their work, in the actual performance of their work. And folks, luckily, this is where we are today. We're moving away from depending on compassionate people as, a, as our sole mechanism and moving towards building compassionate systems. When I first started doing this work, um, I was inundated with requests for um, DEI training. That usually looks like unconscious bias training or DEI training, which I actually don't do. These trainings are predicated on the idea that our silver DEI bullet is either diversification or general knowledge building. Thankfully, I no longer am asked to do that um, too much anymore because what people come to me and my company and my team at Quake Lab for is usually either to help them rebuild and design equitable structures or, my personal favorite, to train professionals in how they can embed equity into, once again, the very outcomes of their work. We are rapidly moving towards a world where if you are unable, if you are unable to rigorously analyze systems of power, you are unable to seek and use disaggregated data, and you are unable to weave this context into the very core of your work. I'm so sorry to be the one to tell you this, especially on such a lovely day, but you are not in fact an expert in your field or in your discipline. So, <laughs> sorry, everyone leave the room now. <laughs> so, we're here, but how do we get further faster? First, we must continue to move forwards towards an industry and national standard that prioritizes disaggregated data. This will give us the really critical information, the practical information about where we are now. Second, we need to take that data, an accompanying data narrative, and make it a requirement for industry expertise. This will give us what we need to understand how we got here. Then lastly, we must turn our predecessors and successors into, into the tactical process, we must train them in the tactical process of how they use equity to inform their practice and build that skill into requirement and into standard so it's not ad hoc action but necessary steps. This will give us the tools we need to get where we, need to, where we want to go. It's happening now, folks. The capacity to build, design, and implement with equity and justice is one of the most critical skills required in the job market today. Are you ready? Thank you.
Sharon Youngweso is the founder and CEO of Quake Lab Inc. and is among the over 800 fantastic Canadians who have been featured on the Walrus Talk stage. Subscribe to the conversation piece on your favorite podcast platform. And to register for upcoming events online or in a city near you, and to catch up on our archive of the Walrus Talks, visit thewalrus.ca slash events. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.